BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast, brought to you by BetterHelp. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Life can be pretty damn hard. And without a healthy mind, it's even harder. Check out online therapy with betterhelp.com slash toast and be on your way to a little more ease. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? Good morning, Claude. You know, I've been better. If I had to categorize this day, I would say it's turning into a Cleveland day. Jackie, I, I hear you. I know you've been there a lot this morning with the president being in town and the, like... Is the president in town? It's the UN General Assembly. Oh. This week. Probably both, if I had to guess. Right. I think one precludes the other. Therefore, like, the city turns into a hot mess, gridlock, can't get anywhere, streets closed down. But I implore you to have a different perspective on the matter, if I may. Okay. I'm listening. It's Monday. Mm-hmm. We're rising, we're grinding, we're hustling. This is our week. We're going to be successful, make changes, be happy. Come on, it's a Monday. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Did something happen? Yeah, I tripped and fell on my head. You're living in a parallel universe where you're like a positive person. <laughs> no, come on, it's Monday. Where you're like someone who posts inspiration quotes. We're rising and grinding. Are you not? Mm, mm. I This morning, you know what I was? This was like the first time in a few weeks that my hair is done because I've had no energy the last two weeks to do it. But we had um, our friend Kristen's bridal shower yesterday. So my hair, I did it yesterday. And, and I was excited to like come here. You know, here's my hair. It's mm-hmm. so long. Gorgeous. Um, and I'm wearing some new maternity clothes. My shirt and my pants are both from ASOS Maternity. Oh, did you enjoy the journey of ASOS Maternity? I did. I also tried on a dress this morning that just... It, try, it tried me. Okay. Is what, is I understand. what it did. And still, I kept my upbeat outlook. Did you return the dress or are you going to keep no, it? No, because... No, I'm not returning You it. never like, know. And also, it, it, maybe if it was shortened, it would be cuter. But if I wore that to the toes, like, you would take me for evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> you would say something happened to her. Yeah. Okay, so we my... must check on the baby. <laughs> the pants and, my, and top are from ASOS Maternity, so I'm feeling comfortable. And then my sweater and my shoes are from Joshua Sanders, which was... Um, the shoes, too? The shoes, too. What is this company? I'm, t- I'm, okay, remember I'm how- skinning you. I, you are going <laughs> to... They sent you that sweatshirt. You're getting me one, and I want the shoes, okay? Okay, but remember that time I got those pink boots that were like, um, sort of like, 
what's the word? Like Timberlands, but like they were patenting. Yes, of course, of course. Okay, that brand is Joshua Sanders, and I was so excited about the boots. I posted them on my story, and then like they reached out, and so when I announced my pregnancy, they were like, we want to send you a few things. Oh, that is so sweet, sending tings. They sent tings, so I got to like pick out a few tings that I wanted, including these shoes and this sweater, which I love so much. Maybe I'll um, just place an order and stop like waiting for free things. Like I'll just place an order. Well, I was going to let you borrow this sweater because I do think you would really like it. It's, and it's so you, like it has the smileys on no, it. No, I'm telling you, you didn't hear it from me because I'm not really much of a fashion expert, but like cardigans are a thing. Like they are officially a thing and I have one. How many times can I wear this Taylor Swift merch? Like I need real cardigans. I need cashmere. You do. So uh, we'll get, we'll, we'll hook you up. Thank you so, so much. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. It was actually pretty good. You know, a lot of time spent with Brew. But so important. a little, it was productive for me considering I am the laziest bitch alive mm-hmm. these days. Like I got a manicure. That's nice. And we had the bridal shower mm-hmm. and I did my hair. I'm telling you, like, it is overdrive. The, last week alone, I had two bridal showers and a bachelorette party. Like, we're doing double duty. We're doing double duty. And it's like the last licks of nice weather in New York. So, like, so much shit's coming up, like weddings, bridal showers. So, it is a full time job having so many friends and being as popular as I am. I know. I feel like nobody was as busy or popular as the snitch. Have you been following her? I mean, like, yeah, what do you mean? She's just like out every night, up Looking every morning. gorgeous. She's really being like an influencer. I know. I'm, I feel so proud. Like Me a too. proud big sister. I saw her just like, you know, hanging out with other influencers on her Instagram. And I'm like, you go, it counts. You influence. And then like other influencers I follow, like my little sister was coming up on their stories as I was just like cruising around. Beautiful. I'm like, go counts. Go counts. She's so influential. Well, honestly, I had such a balanced weekend because I spent Friday night doing absolutely nothing, watching so much Downton Abbey, being so at peace with myself and then on Saturday night I hit the town hard I went to like my I guess you could call it a concert kind of yeah emo night yeah it's a club night it's not a concert well Webster Hall is not a club yes it is no it's a concert venue you couldn't just hit the clubs at Webster Hall no it's like not a thing Hmm. well it's also five floors so like doesn't something different happen on every floor is it that's what I've heard. Well, whatever. I had the best time. It was emo night. You know, like Erin Gilfoy from the Vlog Squad, her fiance runs these events. It's called Emo Night LA and they do them all over the country. And they had Ben DJ. There's like a 30 minute guest spot DJ after Carly and Erin DJed. And Ben like put together a playlist. And honestly, thank God for Erin because like Ben did not know how to work the technology at all. Um, it was so fun. It's like emo music. So, you know, like simple plan, like the usual 90s semi-charmed kind of life. Fall Out Boy, which is Ben's, like, favorite type of music. And honestly, it's, like, one of my top genres. It was so fun. Like, if you have a local emo night, I encourage you highly to do it. It looked really fun. It was so fucking fun. I'm glad you guys had a good time. And then I watched so much Downton Abbey. And honestly, like, I'm obsessed. Like, every minute I'm not in my bed being transported to Downton I is a, is a minute wasted of my life. I agree. By the way, how does Theo feel about Downton? Does he love it? Because Brew loved it. No, he doesn't have a particular, like, connection to Even it at when all. they're hunting and the dogs. Uh, they Brew, very rarely hunt. When we finished Downton, Brew was inconsolable so I'm like nervous I'm like at the end of season three that means I'm about to be at four and there's only six like I'm really like I need to slow down but then you have the movie I know and then you have the next movie coming out this Christmas that you have to look forward to so, so I, don't I wanna, feel like that's a lot to look forward to I don't want to spoil anything so if like you're thinking about watching it just like put this on pause really quickly but I'm about to say something that happened okay we'll give you a signal when she's done oh my god like Lady Sybil 
dead death just childbirth over that was so shocking i mean honestly like i think the key to a good show is like killing off main characters and if somebody had to go like it was going to be Sybil. like she didn't even live at downton she lived in ireland and honestly they were like so rebellious they were starting to annoy me like everything had to be like a problem you know yeah. like they couldn't live in england they had to go to ireland they didn't want to work he had to work in a garage you know he couldn't be catholic they had to it couldn't be christian had to be catholic like everything was like a fucking problem with them and honestly like as much as I wanted Sybil to be her own woman, like, you have to respect your family. And she did not respect her family, honestly, at all. I, I agree. I mean, you're in for, for so much What, did she come back for the dead? No, 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 no. No, but, like... But they just offered Tom a job. Yeah. Which, I want him to stay. Like, yeah. what is he going to do in Liverpool with nobody? Like, you're hope, everyone's there. They love you, and they're really... And they have the baby now. Right. And everyone, everyone is, like, growing... Tom is growing on everyone, like... The only one who really still like doesn't like him is the dad. Who, by the way, I kind of take back every good thing I said about. He's such a loser. Like he is. No, like he's turning into one of my least favorite characters. Like his refusal to modernize, like in any capacity, is so frustrating. And I guess like the Dowager Countess also has that kind of mentality. But when she does it, it's no, funny. She's like, fabulous about fabulous. it. Fabulous. And you know what? And she knows when she like can you know give a little give a little he's so fucking stubborn like even Matthew like, no and it's like he's just stubborn for stubborn's sake like whereas the dowager is principled no okay so like he was absolutely kerfuffled devastated when he lost his money and now Matthew invested in Downton because he got the fortune from Lavinia's family and he's looking at the paperwork and he's like this is the most poorly run estate in the country like no wonder why we have to be saved every, once a generation like I just saved you and honestly if we can fix things up like we could be a self-sufficient estate till the end of time which is such a reasonable thing to say. And, it, like, literally, the dad was so devastated when he lost his money. Now that, like, Matthew saved him, he wants nothing to change, even though Matthew's, like, literally pointing out, if we do this, we can make X. Like, it's so simple. He's so fucking stubborn. He's not even... He's saying no just because it wasn't his idea. And he feel like he's being pushed out. But it's like, you know what? Maybe you should be pushed out. Oh, also, Mr. Bates got out of prison. Thank God. That whole storyline was honestly that too was, dragged out. That was a dark time. No, and honestly, for a while, I'm like, let him rot in prison. Like, I just couldn't have cared less anymore. Like, they dragged it out way There's too long. There's such drama, the two of them. Oh, and then Thomas just got caught trying to kiss that new boy, uh, James, who's not gay. Mm -hmm. And O'Brien, like, set the whole thing up. And I hate Thomas. When he got in trouble with Mr. Carson, like, I actually felt bad for him. Like, that's how bad Miss O'Brien, like, fucked him over. And have you, has that chapter closed on no, what's no, going to no. happen? Mr. Carson, like, just found out. Okay. And it's, like, hella homophobic. It's, like, crazy that it was only, like, 100 years. Actually, 100 years is a long time. But it's just still, like, crazy. Like, the shit you, people used to say. Really crazy. Keep watching. For but those, I do want, I need Thomas out. Those three words. You are fired? No, no. You, you will never guess them, but there's three words that just change the... Really? Oh, my God. I need to get out of here. Like, I have to go. I have such a busy day. First of all, we're podcasting with a guest later. Then I'm expanding my journey to seeing the snow by Christmas. I'm seeing that apartment I sent you last night. I'm... I'm not, I'm not optimistic at all. I'm more optimistic about this one than the one that you saw on Friday. So, update for the one that I saw on Friday. It was nothing of the sort. Okay, Jackie hated it. And, like, I didn't really love it. But every person I've been showing it to and, like, telling them the location, they're like... You have to get it. Like, I'm telling you, it's probably already gone, and they got, like, $1,000 over asking. Like, your, your friends don't want you to be happy. I'm sorry. No. I, like, I just, I know you so well. The thing is. I'm sure, like, sure, that location is great, but you also need home. You need, like. Yeah. So while the apartment wasn't ideal, there were a few things that did st stand out. One, the realtor told me Dakota Johnson, nope, Dakota Fanning used to live in that apartment, the one that I actually saw. And that was exciting. 
Then he also told me that he's not sure if he still lives there, but John Mayer lived, shared, lives, told us that. lived in the building. And that was a real exciting journey. But you know what? I couldn't tell. Like, the apartment wasn't perfect for me, but the two girls who lived there, and I'm so sorry to put them on blast, like, they were slobs. I could not believe, like, how people were living. And they had pictures of themselves. What is that? Is there a man behind you? No. Oh. Um, there was, like, pictures of themselves everywhere. And I'm like, these are literally gorgeous girls. Like, tidy up. You have company. And maybe I didn't like the apartment because it was a pigsty? I ha- no, because I, I, I'm not even thinking of their sty. I'm thinking of the floor pan. It was just nothing of the sort. It's a downgrade from your apartment now. Like, you, I don't know what you're doing, honestly. Okay. I, I think I'm, you're just, like... There's such low inventory. Like, I have lowered my bar significantly. But you can't lower your bar below your current apartment. Yeah, I agree with that. Right? Like, what's the point? Mm, I guess because I'm moving to, like, a different area. Yeah. Like, prices vary per area. Yeah. I don't know. I'm seeing another one today. I don't have high hopes, but I do like the area. But, like, honestly, this apartment appears to be nothing of the sort. But, like, I have to start actively looking. I have to start manifesting. Like, that. Yeah. Okay, well, good luck to you. Thank you. I'll be here along the way, you know, giving you my honest feedback. You're welcome to come. As I always do. I will come when I think it's the one. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Because you know I can't make a decision. That's a long car ride for a pregnant, nauseous lady. No, no, I will not subject you to any torture until the timing is right. Thank you very much. Um, As for me, I watched a show called Wolf Hall on Friday and Saturday. It was only six episodes. Um, It's about Henry VIII and like Thomas Cromwell. Star studded, of course, Claire Foy, Damian Lewis, you know, all the people. Game of, it was like a mixture of Game of Thrones and the Crown. Speaking of Game of Thrones, literally Sir Richard Carlyle being Jorah from Game of Thrones. Remember how Mary always ma- almost yes. marries that? Yeah. No, you'll start to notice that the same folks start to show up. Yeah, if there's you, like if a you, British acting crew that like all act in the same shit. Yes. And if Downton like sparks a historical journey for you, you'll see your old friends around. Uh, delightful. <laughs> yeah. And then I started last night Outlander. Oh, yeah. Everyone's because everybody obsessed. tells me to watch it because it's like historical. Oh, is it? Yeah. And it's like a bit of time travel. Um... And I'm three episodes in. Everyone said, well, someone said to me that the first two episodes are like so slow. If you get through them, you'll love the show. And I agree. They were slow, but like I'm into it. And then someone else said, only the first four episodes are good. And then the rest will traumatize you. What? <laughs> There's like five seasons. It's crazy. So I'm just going to, you know, take it at my own pace. But I'm really enjoying it. And it's nice to have like I have a show to look forward to. Every single day, I'm probably never going to read again because I'm just watching Outlander. No, I'm done with my Kindle. Like, Downton Abbey is the only thing I need ever for the rest of my life. Like, it's so fucking good. I wish there was 10 seasons. I know. I could watch even, like, the most boring shit, like, you know, nonsensical drama. You think that, and then you'll watch the movie. Oh, And yeah. you'll say, you know what? Enough is enough. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah, but it's good. It makes you, like, want to be done with it. Yeah. Well, we have a great show because not only is it, you know, Monday, Five Fast Five Stories, the Emmys were on last night, lots to discuss, Mm -hmm. but also Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Potomac were on last night, so we have a big, fat, juicy TV recap for you at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that, and if that's all, I think I am personally ready to put my swimming cap on and dive in. I agree. Oh, I guess this is an alert that the Downton spoiler is over. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Downton spoiler is over. Good luck, guys. Yeah. Okay, without further ado to do to do. Where are you? Not here today because we have guests. Gorgeous. Literally gorgeous. Thank you. It is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Halo Collar. Speaking of do that do to do, you know 
how important our baby Dougies, Theo and Bruno are in our family. And that's why when it comes to keeping them safe, happy and secure, we knew the Halo collar was the only collar we would ever use. Halo is the only smart system with a collar that trains, tracks and protects your dog so they can safely run free. You set up Halo fences by walking the perimeter with your collar or at the touch of your finger in the Halo app. You can train them with natural, simple, profound communication via the custom feedback you set for your dog. It can even include your voice. You stay connected to your dog and see how they're doing from activity to safety status, and the GPS works without cell or Wi-Fi, and you can create up to 20 fences instantly. Check out their 90-second video on the shophalo.com, sorry, shophalocollar.com slash toast. Again, that's shophalocollar, H-A-L-O-C-O-L-L-A-R, dot com slash toast and you can take advantage of the special limited time introductory offer by saving 20 percent off on your halo collar you have to go to shop slash toast that's shop com slash toast to save 20 percent off and you have to use that link it can only be gotten at shop com slash toast thank you okay it's a pleasure First story, Emmys, winners, and losers. Last night was the 2021 Emmys Awards. I'm sure a majority of you, like us, did not watch. No, but I kept up with the winners because, weirdly enough, like I watched like a good amount of the shows that were nominated, like The Crown, Hacks, right. Queen's Gambit. So we'll share the winners and um, talk about any standout fashions, if you have anything that stood out to you. To be honest, I want to say that... It did feel like, in in some ways, like, the Emmys were so irrelevant. Like, there were, like, no A-listers there. Like, you know? Well, it was just the people who are in these shows. Like, I know. It just, like, felt like no one famous was there. The Emmys are, I mean... Sometimes I, I feel like the Emmys are, like, lit. No, I mean, out of all the award shows, ex- excluding the Tonys, no offense, um, the Emmys are the most irrelevant. Yeah, I would then, agree. Then, like, the Golden Globes, then Oscars yeah, then and Grammys else. are probably tied. Yeah. For most relevant... Um, in terms of the, the like big ones but then they're also every year more and more irrelevant and like you see the ratings go down and it's just like yeah. a big circle jerk for these people totally you know but for but you know but then on the other side of the coin I was gonna say like I actually feel like this year I was was maybe a year I should have watched because I was actually like invested in a lot of the shows that were nominated like specifically hacks but like I'm good with just reading who won afterwards like I'm I don't with like watching it on YouTube you know the, the, the I don't speeches. need to listen to a speech mm. not one none not one okay zero zero zero, zero none okay let's go through the winners drama series best drama series that's a big category the crown won as they should can't go wrong with the crown can never go wrong with the crown and you know what like we have one season of the crown left and they deserve all of it until then Mm -hmm. lead actor in a drama series josh o'connor the crown he played prince charles Charles, and you know what he was quite convincing because like i literally see that man and i want to punch him in the neck and it's not even the real prince charles like that's how method acting he was he's literally prince charles yeah lead actress in a drama series olivia coleman the crown oh wow is this what we call a sweep well no well, yes, I guess for the drama series, it would be a sweep for these people. I feel like she's good and she's won before. Jackie, don't even say anything negative. I guess maybe no one else was like better than her this year, but I feel like it could have been like, it could have been someone else. No, she's so stellar. She's so queenie. Like, I love her. And she made the sweetest speech. Like, I actually did get teared up because, like, her dad passed away, like, six months ago. And it was just, like, such a sad, sweet speech. And we stand. So, like, no Olivia Coleman slander. Like, No, ever. there was no slander. You were being slanderous, for sure. And I just sure. want to say, so I've been seeing Claire Foy in a lot of other shows. But the first thing I ever saw her in was The Crown. And she was so amazing. She's the younger queen. She's the younger queenie. 
And I thought, like, she was the queen to me. Like, she was so sweet and queen-like and everything. She was great. In every other show, she plays, like, such a wench. Really? And it's so crazy because now I'm like, oh, she's, like, the mean girl. Like, she played Anne Boleyn in yeah. uh, Wolf Hall. She also played, like, this Nazi-sympathizing Ugh. awful woman in Upstairs, Downstairs. Like, that's just... so it's Versatility. Crazy she, it's crazy that she even got the queen part, and she did such a good job. So was this Olivia Coleman's last season as the queen? Because now we're changing time, and we need a gray-haired queen? Yes, we're. I think we're, we're upgrading once again to Dominic West. Right. This is the final. And Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah. Yeah. It's a final casting. The queen. The crown. Monarchy. The British mandate. Okay, limited series winner was Queen's Gambit. I mean, the Queen's Gambit to me is just the gold standard of television. Completely agree. And Anya Taylor-Joy is also the the gold standard of like what to do when you're cast to like A-list fame in a matter of seconds. Like she's a Tiffany's model and she looked gorgeous. I loved her dress, the updo, very like Xinyang bat mitzvah. I loved it. Yeah, she looked wonderful. Also, all the other limited series, I haven't watched the other ones, but like Mare of Easttown, WandaVision, like have gotten oh. such high praise. So like it was a, it was a competitive, competitive category, as it always is. I like a limited series, and I've been meaning to watch Mare of Easttown. Yeah, me too, but like it's over. I missed the hype, so like who cares? Oh, right, you already said that. We have had this discussion. <laughs> Lead actor in a limited series or movie, Ewan McGregor, Halston. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I I mean, he was good. I have mixed feelings about the Halston Netflix thing. Like, I don't even remember, like, enjoying it when I watched it. But now I, like, reflect on it fondly, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, Who else was nominated for, like, what shows? Paul Bettany, WandaVision, Hugh Grant, The Undoing. Oh. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Hamilton, Leslie <laughs> Odom Jr., Hamilton. Is that from the Hamilton that they just took the a, DVR. a camcorder? Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah, the recording. Okay. By the way, I think this uh, absolutely should have gone to Hugh Grant for The Undoing. He was literally, it was the best acting performance I've ever seen because I had no fucking idea if he was the murderer or not. I agree. And I didn't think even McGregor was that great. I'm not going to lie. I agree. Lead actress in a limited series or movie, Kate Winslet, Mayor of Easttown. Of course. I didn't see it or know anything about it, but the hype has to be real, you know? Yeah, totally. Lead actress in a comedy series, Jean Smart, Hacks. Okay, let's talk about this. Like, first of all, so blessed, grateful, and honored that Hacks got the credit it deserves. Like, it's such a good show. Um, Jean Smart is like having this resurgence. She got a standing ovation from everyone in the room. Like they would not sit down because like she's been in this business for so long and she just recently, she lost her husband and she like made such a sweet speech about how like he really put his career on the back burner so that she could thrive and, you know, have this, this flourishing career. Construction workers for Jean Smart. (laughs) Um, and so I just fucking love her and I love the show and I can't wait for season two and I'm so happy for like this moment she's having. Yeah. And she looked sickening in this like sexy little black thing. Totally. Love. Comedy series winner Ted Lasso. Like I was just talking to my friend Abe about Ted Lasso. He was like you would love it and everyone keeps saying that but like I just can't really express and it's really not about the money just the principle. Like I'm not subscribing to a brand new subscription service for one show. Mm. I don't watch the morning show. Mm -hmm. So like I'm really going to pay a whole ass service for one show a month. It's just a principle. Like, I refuse. That's a good point. So you'll wait till they have more that you want to see. That's exactly what I said. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Lead actor in a comedy series, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. And in Apple TV Plus, you can't use someone else's login because it's, like, through your own Apple TV. So they charge, like, your iTunes. It's only, like, one per remote. Literally. Damn. They got you good. They got me good. 
But it must be really good because supporting actress in a comedy yeah. series, Hannah Waddingham, Ted Lasso. Supporting actor, went to Brett Goldstein, Ted Lasso. So I'm sure it's all about Ted Lasso. You know, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Supporting actress in a limited or anthology series or movie, Julianne Nicholson, Mayor of Easttown. Supporting actor in a limited or anthology series or movie, Evan Peters, Mayor of Easttown. People were really excited for him. You know, mm-hmm. the guy from Sleepover finally, of course, of finally course. had his moment. So yeah, all in all, it was a really exciting award show. And um, I actually was very pleased with the results, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself. It seems like you watched the whole thing. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I watched all the clips on YouTube. And to be honest, I think it's disgusting that Downton Abbey didn't win anything. Well, if only, like, we... They should be winning paid still. Paid attention. They should be Downton winning still. Years. I'm sure they all won. Can you look it up? Downton Abbey Emmys. Yeah. I mean, who do you think is, like, the best actress I in mean, the show? I mean, there are so Mr. many. Mr. Carson, literally, I think, is the best actor ever. But the Dowager. If she wasn't winning, supporting... Oh, the Dowager. She's so good. She said the funniest thing in the most recent episode. Can I, can I tell you? Yeah, she's always saying, please remind me. Okay, so they're deciding between two footmen, like, who's better, whatever. One of them <laughs> is, be- like, more hardworking, but the other is, like, really cocky and full of himself, but really handsome. So, obviously, they choose the handsome one because, you know, the, the maid's downstairs. Like, they need something to live for. And, like, they're, like, you know, <laughs> they d- literally, the, like, the family told Carson to choose the handsome one. And when they're having that conversation, he's, like, you know, in the real world, like, skill is more important than beauty. And the dowager was like, oh, if only that were true. <laughs> it was just such an iconic moment from an iconic fucking queen. So tell me, who they won what? They won 15 Emmys. Oh, by the way, something really interesting about um, the Emmys last night, two things. One, RuPaul, like, won again and is now the most decorated uh, Emmy winner. Yeah. Two... The Handmaid's Tale set a record last night going 0 for 21. They were nominated 21 times. They did not win one single thing. And previously before that, there was a show uh, that Mad Men, one of their seasons, had been nominated for 17 awards and not won any. And that was like the previous record. But Handmaid's Tale beat them out by not winning one single award last night. That's really funny. I know. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the Emmys that they've won. Outstanding hairstyling for a single camera series. Okay. Who, who individually has pro- won? We're going. Outstanding production design for a narrative period program. Outstanding supporting actress in a drama series. Maggie, Maggie Smith. Smith. Thank God. There were other nominees, but a, like Mr. Carson did get nominated once, but he did oh, not win. no. Outstanding hairstyling again. Actually, I feel that. The That's, hair is so ugly and like so on on theme with the years. You know what I don't like is that like I think for the most part they're living in the 20s and like the fashion in the 20s is not it. I'm sorry. Like these like drop waist Gatsby like like, long beaded necklaces. mm -hmm. I hate it. I know. It's like flapper. Yes. But in the you know British British aristocracy. Heinous. You expect them to be wearing like hoop skirts and bonnets. Mary's wedding dress was literally offensive. Like an atrocity. It was like this drop waist nightgown. Just keep watching. Hopefully. something's going to happen. <laughs> oh, really? That, no, no, like, that just only you will be so, like. It better be about Edith, because I fucking hate that bitch. <laughs> and everything she's, that's happening to her. That's called karma. No, the and show, it's called, like, you are leading the life that you fucking deserve, because you ratted out your family, 
publicly and you are literally a menace. And not only are you a menace, <laughs> your sister never even told on you. So your family doesn't even really know the extent of a they don't C-U-N even know, bank you are. They don't know, even know who you really are. Which, which is, is ugly. Okay, outstanding music composition for a series. Who cares? Give me like Outstanding the hairstyling, outstanding music composition, outstanding supporting actress again, Dame Maggie Smith. Oh, wow. Outstanding costumes, outstanding miniseries or movie, I guess for the movie, outstanding supporting actress in a miniseries or movie, Dame Maggie Smith. Oh my God, she's the only one who won and she won three times. Outstanding directing for a miniseries or movie, outstanding writing for a miniseries or movie outstanding cinematography for a miniseries or movie so none of the other actors ever won they didn't want it bad enough because maggie smith was constantly raising the bar for everyone that is so crazy that is that is actually crazy someone else like michelle dockery is really good i can't like get a read on michelle dockery like i kind of fucking hate her too (laughs) no i like her i feel like you'll matthew helps like her her cause yeah and you know that matthew um he played the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. <gasps> oh my God, yes! Oh my God, you know, it's been bothering Dan me. Dan Stevens. And he's in- Dan Stevens! And he's in The Prince. Gary Janetti Prince? Yes, and I told you uh, this a few weeks ago, but it didn't mean anything to you because you weren't a Dan Stevens fan Who was fan he in yet. The Prince? I'm obsessed with him now. I think Honestly, plays- at first I thought he was too ugly to be cast in this role, but now I feel like he's really growing on me. He plays um, Prince Charles and Prince Philip. Not that Prince Philip has a lot of lines. Oh my God, I'm learning so much about Dan Stevens. I'm going to start a Dan Stevens fan account Instagram. Like, that's how much we stand. No, it's crazy how much we stand. (sighs) Obsessed. Mm -hmm. Let's see if he was in anything else that we love. I'm sure he was. He just has, like, such an unremarkable face that, like, I couldn't place. And he wasn't really in Beauty and the Beast, you know? (laughs) He was Beauty and the Beast. No, he was like underneath the Beast. Like, we didn't see his face. We did at the end. Oh, right. He's wearing literally makeup all over his face. Yeah. He was also in Eurovision. I know you saw that. Right? The worst movie of all time. I, ref- I blocked it out of my memory. Oh, okay. Fine. He was in a lot of other stuff, too. But nothing as so iconic. So happy for him. Nothing as iconic. Okay. Great. I'm so excited that you're on this Downton journey. Like, if only we could sync up sometime. Let me know if you want to start watching Outlander. I'll wait for you. Honestly, like, I'm so against it. But who knows? In six months, I'll probably be obsessed. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. We're switching gears completely. Thank God. Because the body of missing woman Gabby <gasps> Petito believed to be found at Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming, the FBI says. Okay, this is the story that has just swept the nation. The search for missing 22-year-old Gabby Petito had a tragic update on Sunday with the discovery of remains consistent with the description of the Long Island woman. In a press conference from the Craig Thomas Discovery and Visitor Center Center in Grand Teton National Park, Charles Jones, the supervisory senior resident agent in Wyoming for FBI Denver, confirmed human remains consistent with the description of Petito were discovered in the vicinity of the Spread Creek dispersed camping area in Wyoming. Jones said full forensic identification has not been completed to 100% confirm the body is that of Petito. However, her family was notified of the discovery and the cause of death has not been determined at this time, but they are examining for that. This is such a crazy story. And like, it's become, I mean, people, you know, very sadly, like go missing and get murdered a lot. But this one garnered such crazy national news because they're both like, and actually it's so crazy to watch how much their Instagrams have grown over the last like week, which is so bizarre, but they're like micro travel influence. Well, they're not micro anymore, but travel influencers. And so like up until recently, they had been documenting their whole journey on social media, which is now when you go back, like so like chilling, yeah, eerie, perfect word to go back and look at it. 
And I guess there's really no way to know how long Gabby has been dead because they were gone for so long. And by the time he drove the van back to Florida and like didn't tell anyone like where Gabby was, that's when people, but she, we don't know, like she could have been dead for a while. And like, he was like posting on her social media and honestly, I've like fallen into TikTok. um, with like so many people like discussing this and investigating on their own. And I just have to say some of these true crime obsessed people like are absolute lunatics and they have no respect like for actually what's going on. And it's actually been so weird to like see people like making all these videos, like screaming, like thinking that they solve something and like being excited. It's so weird. That is really weird. No, like true, true crime, TikTok and like these, I'm sorry, women like who think that they're doing something like going on the, Na- the the national parks that they were at like going on their facebook pages and like literally thinking that they're the fbi and it's like relax like just chill the fuck out like so it's it's been interesting to see how this is like literally become such national news but like i also think people are being like kind of disgusting about it like i was just seeing so many tiktoks that i i like i just can't believe the way people are acting i obviously like I it's not a real person right i haven't seen the tiktoks but the way that people you know fancy themselves detectives nowadays because they listen to true crime podcasts it's like just like an only, only murderers, murderers in the building when yeah. the police officer is like what podcast are you listening to justice for people who actually solve homicides because it must be so annoying like with the advent of social media and this like obsession with true crime people like really thinking they're doing something yeah and then okay so you didn't watch clickbait Mm-mm. but um it's kind of similar. Like, basically, someone goes missing, and they're, like, dropping clues, the kidnappers, like, online. And there's, like, all these subreddits and Reddit threads of people, like, going out and searching. And, like, you know, and actually, they do come up with, like, a pretty good lead in the beginning. But, like, that's never how it works. And honestly, like, TV shows need to stop doing that. I know. I mean, that is actually only murders in the building, though. But I feel like it's almost like a satire of it. Yes, I agree. And, like, even their rationale for, you know, what they're investigating and when is just so silly. Yeah. Um, it's also such a good show. Uh, it's such a good show I'm enjoying it immensely you know what also something I've been like literally meaning to tell you about about the show clickbait that like as I was watching it I'm like I can't wait to discuss this on the toast and then we like recapped it quickly and I never mentioned it I really feel like clickbait was put together to really highlight how unethical journalists are like that's what was my biggest takeaway from the show basically every episode focuses on like a different person involved in this case somehow whether they're like a suspect or just like a journalist and this journalist it was really like the perfect metaphor for how modern day journalists are like they don't give a shit about the people that they're writing about they don't care about actually making change they just want to advance their own careers yeah no and they and personally like they, they don't right they don't care about like the you know, the success of their newspaper. Like, they want the story for them so they can, and, like, they'll step on anyone. This fucking nutso journalist, like, broke into the victim's house, broke into this other random victim's brother's house, literally, like, was being breaking every single law, being so fucking unethical, just, and he was, like, so self-righteous. He's like, I need to do this for me. Like, I I swear, if I could reach through the television and choke this man, because he was just the personification of literally, like, the evil media, like, like, pretending that they're helping while, while simultaneously ruining the lives of so many people and doing it in the most unethical way possible just for them for themselves like not yeah. for any other purpose not for any greater good get to go than hide to, behind the 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 cause the cause yeah but then at the end of the day it's just so they can you know be the on-camera person and they can get the promotion and right. they can like interview it was that was my takeaway i don't know if that's what everyone's takeaway was but i like watching this episode i swear my blood was boiling i mean it's always like that especially in crime things i'll never watch. forget that that thing i never saw the show that you were talking about but she, you, the assassination of johnny versace lee miglin because they like the news broke the news that he was um in this 
certain kind of car. Model. And he was us. Uh, he had to get a new car, and he murdered someone to get to, take in, their car to take their car. So literally, Lee was responsible for. Well, no, Lee. I'm sorry. Here. Andrew Cunanan, who is the murderer of Gianni Versace, murdered Lee Miglin, took Lee Miglin's car. Oh. The news reported that he's in Lee Miglin's car. It looks like this. Look out. So Andrew Cunanan parks the Dumped car. Dumps the car. Murders someone else and takes his truck. No, the media's fucking evil. Like, mm -hmm. fucking evil. Mm -hmm. So sorry for that. It's just been bothering me because I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Well, this story has really captured a lot of people's attention, mm -hmm. especially like in the toaster groups. I mean, everyone's talking about it. So hopefully, and now Brian, the fiance. Is missing. Is miss well, well, not missing. hiding but is what Gabby's family is saying, which tracks. So hopefully they're able to find him too because he would have answers. But also when they do um, forensic autopsy mm -hmm. on her body, they will be able to tell when she yes. died. So that should provide some answers too. Yeah, there's just like so much weirdness about, and there's also so much like footage because they're influencers, but then also like a couple weeks ago, like early August, they were pulled over and he had like all these bruises on him. And like, I guess like the police were doing like some sort of wellness check and there's like all this body camera footage of like him talking about, you know, Gabby and like talking to the police and like being like so chill and weird. It's so bizarre, and this is just, like, one of those things where just, like, everyday people become murderers, and it's fucking weird. Yeah. And then it's also just, like, a very scary reminder. Like, you really never know who you're sleeping next to. Yeah. Oof. Are you ready for our next story? Switching gears once again. Switching gears to a story that's brought to you by BetterHelp? Yes. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist where you can start communicating in 48 hours. There is a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available to you in many areas. Here's how it works. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So we have a special offer for the Morning Toast listeners. If you want to get 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash toast. That's betterhelp.com slash toast. Thank you. Bravo has axed this season's Real Housewives of New York reunion. This is historic. Bravo confirmed that there will not be a reunion for this season due to scheduling changes around the taping of the reunion for the Real Housewives of New York City in a timely manner. So I was under the impression that they had filmed something mm -hmm. like a couple weeks ago and now they were just like canning it. But I actually now think that they didn't even film anything. Yeah. Which... They wouldn't waste all that budget. Well, first of all, you said it was remote, so that's less budget. Did I say that? Yeah, when they were supposed to be filming, it was going to be remote, which mm. was weird. Like Annie didn't want to. I come must back. have heard that somewhere because I don't, cl I don't claim that at all. Like <laughs> okay. I don't even know what you're talking well, about. That's what you said. Yeah. Which, which tracked also. Um, yeah, if it hasn't been filmed by now and it's already been two weeks, and then it takes a couple weeks to package yeah. it. Like, no, thank you. I mean, I'm grateful. So grateful. I'm grateful. I'm definitely worried for this franchise, but there is nothing to, to talk about, really. We could go over the, some of the fights that were had, but you know what? When most of the time, most of the people were drunk and wouldn't stand by what they said and we just apologize and all, like, they're just all so messy. Like, I mean, I guess this officially makes it the worst season of Housewives ever because even the most recent season of OC, which was really bad, even they had a two-part reunion. And honestly, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. And like, 
they're rebuilding the franchise. Like Heather's coming back. There's all this stuff going on. But even they had a reunion. So I think that this officially marks it. The worst season of Housewives ever. We've never not had a reunion, even for the dullest of seasons. I agree. And it really was that. Just yeah. Nothingness. Really awful. The fact that the, the season finale was a party in Ramona's house. With everyone having with their tits out. Pin the tail on the Dubin. Pathetic. That's when you, that's the lowest point. And I don't, that's I, rock bottom. I feel like we talk about this all the time, but like, I don't even know the proper solution here. Like, I almost think like everyone goes, every single person. And like, we just, I can't claim any of that negative energy. Like, even like, even when Leah came, like Leah was so cool. And like, the show was just so losery. It made Leah like into a loser. Yeah. The show is like, it, the, the reputation, it's like just terrible. Like, even if a cool person comes on, I don't think Bethany would fix it. I don't think Dorinda would fix it. I don't think Tinsley would fix it. Like, I think no. it's just time for fresh. It is. And maybe we would get, you know. Actually wealthy people. Or just like younger women who are hungrier for fame. Fame. So they'll do the stuff that women used to do on season one. And we could go back to that. But also, I think the shows are, have just become like a little too formulaic. Yeah. And sometimes like you can't, it's a, just like a beast that it created. You know I what? I don't know how. I also think, I think you're right. It's so formulaic. And like at some point, like you're, some franchises just expire. Yeah. And I feel like OC expired and I feel like New York expired and I feel like Potomac's at like their best because they're like five years younger, maybe le- maybe more, like seven years younger than other franchises. And so they're still like fresh and ripe and Atlanta's getting like kind of dull, but Salt Lake City's so good. Like I think like eventually maybe you retire a franchise for a couple of years and then bring it back and do like something else in the meantime because 11, 12, 13 seasons, the only one that's able to survive that is Beverly Hills, and that's for obvious reasons. Like, they're actually wealthy, and there's always fucking scandals going on. Yeah. But you can't expect, like, there to be magic with a group of women who, I'm sorry, are not wealthy, and they just get drunk, and no, they don't... And who, whose sole income really is the relies. show and the, and the things that branch off from it. So, like, they're acting at this point. Like, there's no heart. There's... there's it's just... And they're not even friends, like... And but they also like are not even enemies. Yeah, like they don't even care anymore. They don't care. They just want to put on a show. I agree with you that maybe it's total clean slate. Though there was the rumor that they were going to get rid of everyone but keep Ramona and Ebony. I would be down for that too. I would be very happy with. And I'm sorry, like the way that everyone hates Ramona. Like talk about the only interesting thing walking through the doors this season was Ramona, and like she's nuts and she's hilarious and she's funny and like. And the way that everyone is just so mean to her because they think like the audience hates her and they just don't want to be like on team Ramona. I'm sorry, Ramona's everything of the sort. And I will not accept Ramona slander anymore. No, I will not. I've stopped putting up with Ramona slander a while ago. And it's it's really a great place to be. I recommend that you all try it. <laughs> but Ramona like is the heart and soul of the show because she's not just like off the walls crazy like Sonia. She's not. She's she, actually very lucid. Yeah. So Sometimes. Sometimes, no, but then she has her crazy moments mm-hmm. and then it's like, but we need more women like Ramona. Perfect. Who have the heart and soul and like really balance. Want to like are invested in female friendships, but also sometimes they lose it. Go bananas. Yeah, totally. Like you have to do both. You can't always be going bananas, and Dorinda. And you also can't always be perfect and boring. Boring. Because And you want a good edit. Yeah, that's like a little like Ebony. Like she's like a little boring and perfect. Yeah. She yeah. never got like down and dirty with it. Yeah, I, but well, also there was actually, nothing to get down in. I wouldn't say that any of the New York like cause they're just a mess. But I do feel like there are housewives that come on that are just like they are too scared of any sort of 
backlash. They're just, yeah. they won't do you, anything. You can't be. They won't step out of line, you know? Yeah. So you need people who are a little bit crazy. Yeah. And honestly, I just, I'm, it's not surprising that there's no reunion. I just like, that's never happened before. So I know. it's it's historic. It's historic. And I'm feeling very personally grateful. What happened to class? Elegance. Elegance. Okay. Next story. The seven husbands of Christina Hack. She posts. Oh my God. I thought this was an update about like a seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, like being made into a movie or something. Not exactly. Shit. Christina yeah, Hack. Yeah, she's definitely engaged, right? Posts and deletes another ring with Joshua, another ring pic with Joshua Hall. So she. She's so thirsty. I can't. Posted a picture of her on her Instagram of the two of them, a selfie, and she put a heart over her ring finger. It was to hide. so not subtle. Like it was so intentional. All. She could have easily like had not the heart, and we saw the ring, and then she's like, "Promise ring" or whatever. Or, or she like, could have just moved her hand. Or could have moved, put her popsicle down. Yeah. Or could just come out with her engagement? No, like, I don't, I don't even care if she's engaged. Cause like, this is at first, like this little, like love rhombus between the hacks, the Musas and Steads and Steads was interesting. And now it's kind of bordering on sad. And honestly, I don't think it's fair for Aunt Anstead to be bringing Renee Zellweger into this. This is like, this is becoming like twisted. Like I know. And I know that you think so, but just. I actually never watched Flip or Flop. I, it's the most toxic fucking show. I, I really never invested much in like Tark and Christina. And I never really cared about the rhombus until recently. But just the fact that like every year Christina has like a new husband. It's actually fucking crazy. It's impressive. No, I know. Like she must be like, you know, like have the best game. Like she knows how to text. Like she's getting yeah. all these men to just like drop down on one knee, propose, like have children with her, buy homes with her. And then, then she's like, bye. I don't know what is going on with Christina Hack, but I think we could all learn a few things from her. I agree. I agree. And she's, um, this would be her third marriage. In like three years. Right. And so like, I, she could be Evelyn Hugo. No, the seven husbands of Christina Hack was the perfect <laughs> way of putting this. Like, but it's not seven. It's going to be like 35. If she keeps going. At this rate, yeah. And like, honestly, no shade. Not at all. Impressive. Respect. Impressive. It's fucking crazy. Like, she definitely is engaged. Like, it was such an obvious, stupid move. Like, like we're in middle school. Like, <laughs> like you're engaged. Who cares? Um, they, may, they probably have, like, some People exclusive. People magazine is just, like, eating this, like, rhombus up. Oh, okay. I'm happy for them. Yeah. I'm actually reading it in page six. Oh, this is, like, their go-to, like, stupid-ass drama. Yeah. And then and sometimes the way, they throw Heather and Tarek's cupcakes in. Oh, my God. There's always something stupid going on with them. You also, know, like, Heather's going they vegan. did their joint bachelor-bachelorette party. No, there's so much. There's so much. Mind. We should actually change it to Heather and and Tarek's mindless news. There's so much mindlessness. They're the going. Only thing, they're going vegan. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'll say is that to me, the, I have no questions why there's mindless news about them. Like they're putting is, it out there. That's how they propel their career. They're really not like A-listers or anything. No. And like you know, we post an Instagram, Us Weekly writes it up. That's the ecosystem that yep. we live in. It doesn't make sense for Kelly Ripa. She's she, too famous for that. She's so famous. She's so legitimate. Like I think we got down to the bottom of it actually last week when we. She's trying to deflect the narrative. She's trying to undo the did that she did. You yeah. know. Yeah. When it came to the Michael Strahan drama of it all, like nobody wants to be remembered for having a tantrum because your coworker who deserved his promotion got one like you're a jealous wench so now I don't think jealous wench when I think Kelly Ripa I think gorgeous you know like my, Stein Goya dress <laughs> and I just think like mindless always commenting on her kids Instagram like yeah. you know just something 
mindless. No, I'm always thinking like, oh, her and Mark being thirsty again. Like that's, and you know what? That's not a great association, but it's better than the Michael Strahan drama. Yeah, she's working her way up. It's actually pretty fucking smart. It is. And I feel like now she's like in like a hamster wheel where like if she stops the mindless news, it was probably like a temporary fix, like a per- like not a permanent solution. But now it's like she's been doing it for so long that she's afraid if she gets off the hamster wheel, like they'll go back to talking about Michael Strahan. So she's actually just going to be doing this till like the day she dies. That's awful. Yeah, her publicists though are making bank. Yeah, that's true. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Already? Already. It's the final story. story it's some historic space news because the spacex's inspiration for all civilian orbital mission has landed safely off the coast of florida everyone's smiling happy 200 million raised for saint jude's oh it's historic fabulous Mm -hmm. i'm sorry saint jude's is a fabulous organization they are their commercials always make me cry but i've heard so many wonderful things about saint jude's like justice for saint jude's and SpaceX's inspiration for it is providing justice and funding for St. Jude's. That's so great. Like, and that $200 million is going to make such a difference. Yeah. And four private citizens went to space safely, came home, like, lived to tell the tale. And this could, you know, pioneer private space travel, as we discussed last week. But I'm just, I'm happy that everyone's home safely. Maybe it does influence, you know, my decision a little bit. Do you think in, like, 100 years, like, this is going to be in a textbook? I always think about that, like when historic shit happens. It depends what textbook. You know, if it's the general history of the world. Like U.S. history. Um, I feel like it may be in like a really dense one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if it's very general, no. I always it's not think about Neil that. Armstrong on the moon. Right, like what do you think is something that has happened this year that like will be Oh in- my God, where do I begin? Oh, obviously, <laughs> like besides COVID, like Megxit would be in a textbook, you think? Not in our textbook. Not in our textbook, no. In a British royal history one, they probably got a footnote. Oh, by the way, that's the other thing about Downton Abbey. I'm so sorry. I need to bring it up, and I'm sorry. This is not going to spoil anything, but in the time period that we're, I'm currently watching, it's the Spanish flu. And by the way, the show was made long before COVID, and honestly, watching it in a COVID world was so eerie. Like, they were talking about the flu and, like, the symptoms and the contagiousness. And I swear to God, they could have been talking about COVID. It was so creepy, like how, you know, this one guy, you know, we have to be aware of him. He has got, you know, not strong lungs. Like, it was just so weird. And then, like, they bounced back, like, a couple years later. And it just, like, gave me hope. Like, I feel like a lot of times, and the media is responsible for like, make me, making us feel this way. Like, we're never going to get out of this. And, like, yeah. the world is over as we know it. And honestly, like, just seeing the crown, no, not the crown, Downton Abbey, like, you know, get through it really gave me hope yeah no when you watch like a lot of period pieces there's so much plague there's so many pandemics no but like if you watch the news like them fear-mongering us into like never leaving our homes again i'm like oh my god like that is the world like we're never gonna get over this but the outlook like when you watch something like downton like the outlook is just so different than the one that we have now yeah but also like they did breeze through it in one episode and like of course, you know, getting through a pandemic does take longer than one episode. But I don't know. It was just like a totally, it was so crazy how they were referring to this disease. And it was literally COVID. Yeah. I mean, I guess COVID is a flu. So it's like they're similar. Right? Yeah. So 
that's that on that. Best High Stories, you definitely needed to know them. Congrats to all of the new astronauts who've landed. So happy for you guys. How exciting. Let's dive into the TV recap segment. So much to discuss. Which is, uh, let's get our Potomac one out of the way because honestly nothing happened. And it was filled with so much mindless personal news of people I don't care about. Robin and her warehouse, Giselle and her kids getting their permits. Right through it. I did like, you know, I skipped through the commercial break and then I saw it's like a personal scene from Giselle. So I just like a one more and then I watched like most of it, but I gave it like a little, you know, how sometimes when I'm watching something really good, I want to get to the right to the beginning where the commercial ends and the show starts. Where I was when Chris showed up at the at the music video set, I pressed play yes. and I saw that I missed a line. Went back to commercials, watched more commercials so that I could make sure I heard the whole thing. So there's really only two things we're talking about: the Chris thing, but then also I kind of feel like it's, this whole candle thing is actually kind of like might blow up because like I 100% believe that Karen was working on these candles long before Wendy even had the idea, and Wendy's. A mess. Like she has what, fifteen candles? Karen, they said they're ready for retail. Like they have labels, they have everything. And I just feel like Wendy is gonna be kerfuffled and like say something to Karen, which is moronic because first of all, Grandom is a fragrance company. Like from a fragrance, obviously candles is like a logical next step. Of course, she's in the business of scents. It's uh, it's such a beautiful. And I actually felt like Karen wasn't being that rude about it. Like she could have been more shady. But she was like, you know, hers is one wick, perfect for a powder room, and mine is three wicks for a bigger room. Like, I felt like she could have been, like, ruder, but I do think Wendy's going to, like, make something about that. And, like, even just, like, I'm sorry, Wendy went from being someone who, like, I, I really admired to, like, I'm sorry, her business is a joke. Like, no. the way that she, like, jokes around with Eddie and her stupid presentations, when like, it's stupid. she was doing that presentation, I was like, how many degrees does she have? No, totally. No, 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 I'm asking you. Like four. She has four degrees, and all of a sudden, she's Cameron Westcott trying to sell Sparkle Dog to court. No, it's literally, and like, she's just like, kowtowing to her husband, like, putting together these presentations that have absolutely no fucking data in them. Like, she doesn't know how much her candle costs. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, she went from being someone like who was really accomplished and she still is, but I'm like, but wh- what the fuck are you doing? No, and also why is she playing it this way? Like when they asked She's her- She's making in, herself look stupid. In the interview when they're like, what, how much have you spent so far? And she was like, I need to add up the My columns. Excel spreadsheet. I need to add up the columns on my Excel spreadsheet, which is like, I understand what you mean, but like, can you give us a rough? Like the answer to that is not like, I need to add up my columns. Right. It's just like, how much have you spent? No, like, it's so embarrassing. $1,000? Right, I'm like fifteen thousand. Like I, it was just. It sound based on like what she said. It sounded like receipts for like things that she bought at the store to make a candle. Right? Did she make the candles herself? I feel like she spent like a hundred dollars. Yeah, me too. Like on supplies. And anyway, just like give a number. Don't like I, I don't know why she's doing this. Doing it in this way, it's so counter to how she presented herself in the past. Right, which is what Giselle was saying. Um, right, no, but Giselle hasn't even seen this yet. <laughs> no, totally. And Giselle's talking about physical, but I'm really talking about like, you went from being someone who almost was like so condescending with her career to like starting from scratch. No, Wendy's was the only personal scene that I watch and she should have wished that I didn't. Because, 100%. Because I've really been enjoying her this season and now I'm so confused. I also did watch a bit of, a bit of, um, Giselle teaching her daughter how to drive just because I do feel like personally invested in, in someone's journey to driving. And I always, you know, I want to see other drivers, other aspiring drivers succeed. Um, and maybe I could learn a thing or two. But Giselle's Gucci Fiat is something worth discussing. You said it's Jamal's car? I rem- Didn't she say, like, when she pulled up in that Fiat, like, last season, and Candace was like, what is that car? She's like, oh, it's Jamal's when he's in town, something like that. 
But, she, but I can't imagine she, Jamal driving that car. No, she's always driving it. And it never really dawned on me until I saw the Gucci seatbelts seat that this is the car that she drives. Mm-hmm. And I actually did a little bit of research because I just assumed like she took it to, you know, the body shop and said like, make it Gucci, make it Gucci. But no, there is a Gucci Fiat model. They did a collaboration. Yeah. And that is a real car. It's atrocious. It's literally, <laughs> first of all, I just think Fiat's are the ugliest cars. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't understand the tiny car extravaganza have you watched the italian job no you'll have more appreciation okay but then like the seatbelts and then like that stripe around the car it's that happens to be my least favorite gucci print like that green and red stripe i just think it's heinous and oh, it's, i don't mind it's it. even uglier in a car no it's crazy like all so many people it, it, even you go to like um Salt Lake City and like Jen Cha's like labels, 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 jury, labels, labels, labels. Like nobody has the label on their car. No, it's it's ostentatious on another level. It, it, last time was the first time that it dawned on me what we were seeing, and I was really just like, I've noticed it before, and I did think to myself, she definitely had those seatbelts put in because I was like, I never noticed the seatbelts. I oh, I did. I I only noticed the strike around the car, but like I never. Thought it wasn't about until it. you like you texted me about it last night, and then you found the link for the car. <laughs> I said we need to talk about. Should we get one? We need to talk about Giselle's. <laughs> Gucci Fiat and you said it's a conversation worth having it's the craziest fucking car it's insanity um and then like the big moment was this event now I have a few things to say uh Mia like asking questions to Candace's mom like I kind of would have done the same and Candace's mom is like honestly like I don't even like Candace like for her own mom like on tv she does not stop like she was starting conversations with everyone yeah but who was it who went over to candace was it robin who's like mia wendy so fucking loosery of wendy i'm sorry so wrong so here's the thing i don't think mia should have been i mean it's not really polite to be asking those questions especially when we're on set for this thing but you know what i'm glad she did we're watching a show someone's got to do it and And i am curious if he's on salary and i also and i'm sure i hadn't thought about it before but it's clear that all the women were thinking about it Mm -hmm. so she's asking what everyone's thinking and that's fine respect and I also understand why Wendy is like, this is so inappropriate. Like, why Candace's thing? Why are we talking about yeah. this? But for Wendy to go and tell Candace and to ruin her. When Candace is already, like, stressed the fuck out. Stressed the fuck out. The fact that Candace didn't shed a tear the whole evening. Admirable. Um, at newfound respect. The fact that she could even, like, hug and jump on her husband Ugh. after the end of the shoot. Like, Just seeing respect. him walking out in those striped pants, I was like, this, I, like, hate him no but like she does not pay her husband right that's what they never really said but i'm guessing no he just like if she wins he wins you know well you get what you pay for right and they should the fact that they had to use like karen's car karen's car and like everyone's cars was like embarrassing and also like they're i'm so confused by their situation so apparent right but also at the same time when they were waiting for the cars it was like a graffitied out car they were waiting for the cars and i was like all these women just pulled up in stunning cars. Like, when are you going to realize you just, just use them? Yeah. cars? So I'm glad... Karen that, drives a Maserati. Yeah, I'm glad that they put that together. But I don't understand their situation. So he doesn't work at the restaurant anymore. No. So that's why he's working for Candace. And now we're going to put all of our eggs in Candace's But he's also baskets. doing, like, at-home virtual cooking classes. Oh, I thought he was taking a cooking class. And I'm like... No, I think he's giving them, no? Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes 100%. sense. hundred percent. And I think he, like, is doing private cooking for other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. But still, you've got to get your ducks in order. It was just... And I have to be honest, like, I do hate Giselle, but she did have, like, one really redeeming moment 
where like Wendy's all, you know, clemmed that Mia's talking to Candace's mom. So, you know, Wendy runs over to Robin and Giselle and was like, can you believe that Mia just asked Candace's mom if, you know, Chris is being paid? And Giselle's like, well, is he? <laughs> like, we're curious. No, like, I, what is the setup? I thought the same thing. I mean, Robin was just like so in the background the whole episode. Like, I don't even, I don't claim Robin. Like, I just, I, I hate her. <laughs> Yeah. I really fucking hate her. Um, and Karen remains like supreme. She's a queen. I absolutely fucking love everything she does. I would watch literally like a home scene of her clipping her toenails. Like I just love her. Yeah. And that's yeah. that on that. That's that on that. The music video, like I guess it turned out cute in the end. The auto body shop episode uh, segment looked cool. Yeah, it did. But like just the whole scene waiting for the sunset was like tragic. And, and then like she had this like love interest. It was turned. Like, and but they were only like hugging and Chris was watching <laughs> and like it just felt it smelled to me like justice for Monique. That's that is what it smelled like, I can and, confirm. And <laughs> Ashley. Like Yes, oh Ashley didn't have to sit through that to torturous there. day. There wasn't even a chair. They were standing in the they parking were, lot for they hours. Were sitting in their cars. Yeah, torture. Torch. Justice for Ashley, a hundred percent. So that was, and it, and and it, we got some entertainment value, and Candace got her music video. So like, I don't even yeah. feel bad like laughing. It's just like my my opinions on everyone is changing so much. Like now this week, I hate Wendy, and I like kind of like Candace. Yeah, no, Candace has grown on me. Whereas last week, I really did like Wendy. I was like proud of her for standing up to like Wendy and Giselle. Yeah, but that's also what I mean a, makes a good franchise. It's like your feelings about people should constantly be in flux when you're yeah. so certain this one's the villain and that one's like the best person then you're waiting for that person to go. Yeah. But it's like it's good when you're like, okay, I agree with this. Per- it's always good to have like a favorite like you can do no wrong. But like I agree with this person about these things. I disagree about other things. It just makes the show more interesting. That's true. And I have to say I'm incredibly excited for next week where it appears like Giselle's home is the subject of some ridicule. As it should be. Like, having guests over and there's, like, a tractor digging up dirt in your front yard. Yeah. No, next week does look pretty good. We always say that. And Karen got vaccinated, so that's all that matters. Right. Also, one other thing that I was going to say... I forget. It was a pretty good episode. It was filled with a lot of like boring. Oh, I was going to say Mia is two different people. She's the Mia that we see on the show, and then she's the Mia in her confessionals. Yeah, she's like shady and funny in her confessionals. It's like, where's that girl? Yeah, and she's, she's like so confident, and, like and strong. And then in the show, she's spineless. all over the place. Spineless. Like, who are her friends even? Spineless. Giving so, Bronwyn season one energy. Yeah, I'm just like so confused by her. I love confessional Mia. I com- I completely I agree, actually. I don't know Mia on the show. She's just like thirsty for everyone to like her, which is just like a nice personality trait in real life, but not on a real sh- reality show. Yeah, you have to, you know, If you stand for nothing. You fall for everything. Exactly. Um, and then the Salt Lake City recap, which is so exciting, is brought to you by Pros. After your pregnancy, your body's shifting, recalibrating, and doing things that don't feel normal. And one of the alarming side effects of all the hormonal changes can be excessive shedding, hair that comes out in clumps even when you wash or brush it. And thankfully, Pros is here to help stop the shedding cycle and grow back your hair. Pros specializes in custom hair care, and now they also make custom hair supplements that are personally tailored to address your specific cause of shedding. They take into account things like hormonal changes, stress level, diet, and more. The result is customized supplements guaranteed to help your hair grow thicker, longer, softer, and in more record time. They're made with clean, safe, and natural ingredients, and the Pro's hair supplements are just two capsules you take daily. Better yet, Pro's supplements are free from drugs, synthetic fillers, and DHT hormones. All formulas are gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free, vegan, and cruelty-free. 
Try your own custom hair supplements and you'll get 15% off when you go to pros.com slash toast. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash toast for your free in-depth hair cons- consultation and 15% off custom hair supplements. Check it out. Okay, Salt Lake City was so good. Like, I just, I could watch. It's the actual, like, total opposite of Potomac. I could watch the personal scenes forever. Like, I really feel like these women are just so interesting. And I was actually getting so angry at last night's episode. I'm sorry, Lisa Barlow is such a bad fucking friend. Mm -hmm. I cannot get over it. And I was also getting frustrated because as much as I love Heather, like, she's so desperate. It's like, it's unbecoming of her. Like, she's this confident queen. I feel like why everyone loves her is like, she's so sure of herself. She takes no bullshit. But when it comes to Jen Shaw, she's a loser. Like, yeah, it's, I, it's so upsetting. I think she's about to have a big fall from grace. Me too. Because now, oh. even in real life now, we know that like Lisa Barlow even comes to terms with the fact that she can't be friends with Jen Shaw. And she's like completely not talking to Jen Shaw. Whereas Heather and her are better friends than ever. Like she needs to be there for Jen while she's going through all this shit. Yeah. And Heather said on Watch What Happens Live, which I didn't understand and you, uh, at the time. But then I watched it further where she always knew like Jen's business was on Savory, but she didn't know it was illegal. So I do think this whole time she knew that Jen was... Um, getting people to buy into like some sort of fake scam Mm -hmm. and also selling their information once they bought in. And I think Heather knew that that was what her business was. Did not know that that was was a crime. So that's why she feels the need to stand with her because she's like, there's no new information to I'm sorry, there's literally no excuse to stand with Jen Shaw. No, there's none whatsoever. And just in the first two episodes, I'm already feeling like Heather is sort of slipping. It's giving me Leah vibes where it's like last season, you're just on the money. Hero to zero. And now it's like, with each episode I'm just like I agree with you less and less like and she really like in that conversation that the two of them had at that glacier she was like all she's asking is that Jen doesn't lie to her about like getting hacked or say or like the screenshots are photoshopped she could still say horrible things about me on social media but as long as she owns up to it right like you said all these horrible things you don't need to explain yourself or apologize for them I just need you to not say them anymore and and not act as if they're photoshopped it was the most pathetic conversation fucking low and And Whitney would have been vomiting because Whitney was actually giving Heather good advice Whitney knew exactly what was going to go on Whitney knew Heather was going to walk in there and just be like under Jen's spell and be like obsessed and desperate to be her friend and Whitney was like at least try and give her a hard time and she didn't and Whitney's gonna watch that scene that was Heather trying to give her a hard time the fact that she like you know waited two beats before she accepted Jen back into her life and the fact that Jen like makes everything that she's like treated differently in the group when it's like you are given such a pass that's exactly actually what Heather said yes that is what Heather said but it's like for your temper you everyone walks on eggshells around you because you have such a crazy temper right you go so crazy with people and like you really don't apologize and you just like continue to do it again and then you're upset when you feel alienated from the group but it's like why would this group want to hang out with you more of that no totally it's delusion and it's it's such narcissism like not being able to see anything other than like the way you feel when it's like you don't even acknowledge the fact that like what she's doing to Meredith and Brooks and you know how like I'm not even a fan of Brooks, but like to, what she's doing is so evil to someone's kid. And she keeps comparing like, he said something about my vagina. He's a child, first of all. So like, you don't get to go head tit for toe with him, like tit for tat with him at all. And second, okay, you made your point. You were annoyed that he said something about your vagina and you made your point, but like you don't stop. And now we're bordering on homophobic slurs. 
Right, and also it looks like next week she says that she doesn't run her Twitter account, so she has one of her interns or whatever who's liking tweets and retweeting stuff and, and whatnot. But, like, the directive comes from Jen. Whoever Jen's beefing with, they don't just go off book. It starts at the top. It's so stupid. Like, what a lame excuse. No, it's such a cowardice. Like, no one believes that. Be, like, but I will say one nice thing. Um, Jen looks so sickening I in was that igloo. Act, oh, not even in the igloo. I also, I also thought when she was at home calling Heather, she just looked gorgeous. What like, was she wearing? I don't know, but it was like her glam and her face were like just snatched. I don't know if she had any work done, but like her hair looked amazing. I actually thought, and yes, her fur outfit at the glacier was so cute. That's when I texted She's you. She's best dressed. I'm going to her estate sale if she gets convicted. <laughs> and I'm getting that hat and coat. And the coat. Yeah, no, by the way, <laughs> that's actually a great fucking call. We're going to go to Utah. Um, okay, the other thing was actually, weirdly enough, I know Mary's like so not in the storyline, but that scene where she was remodeling her home was so funny. Like, when she's talking about how her cousin, who's the worst contractor in the world, like, if you want something done, don't go to him. Like, so funny. And then commenting on her green carpet and her ugly sconces. Like, we love a queen who can poke fun at herself. It was was so refreshing. And Mary also looks different. Mary, like, looks, her face looks like, maybe she had some filler. She looked great. Yeah. I mean it in a positive way. But the shows are becoming not so much Salt Lake City, but Potomac for sure, where it's like 45% of the episode is personal scenes, and then we get the women together for the last 15%. And it's like, what happened to lunches? What happened to elegance? No, and you know what? They keep doing like flashbacks to lunches that we didn't see. Show us the lunches. I want more breakout lunches. And that's why the group trips are so great, because like there's no personal scenes. 24 hours of group scenes. I agree. But like, no, even last week when we had four women at a lunch, like perfect. Doesn't always need to be the whole group. Sometimes two, sometimes three. Mix it up. Interesting things get shared in those lunches. I completely agree. I won't fast forward through a lunch Never. You know, so uh, that's my request. This too much, and maybe it's like a COVID symptom, but like it's like everybody has their own personal crap that they're promoting. And we really don't care. We really don't care. We or really they're explaining to their husbands what happened, what we already saw. Right, right, right. We have to hear regurgitated. <laughs> I'm good. No. And then the group gets together. In the words of my favorite TikTok sound, we really don't give a shit. It's not a major holiday, okay? Like, it's enough. It's not a major holiday. Um, it's, it, I know you don't know, but it's the best TikTok sound. It's this girl's like, it's St. Patrick's Day. We really don't give a shit. It's not a major holiday. It's literally the best TikTok sound. But you wouldn't know because you refuse to conform. No, I wouldn't know because you only send me bad TikToks. I just feel like it's not my responsibility to like cater to you. Then don't send me any. But you only send me bad ones. You don't send me cool, trendy, like anything. If you don't say like, this is what everyone's doing, how funny is that? Whatever. Um, all in all, Salt Lake City was pretty good, and Meredith is a queen. She was on Watch Happens Live with Candace and Andy. I watch. And like the thing that went viral from the episode is Andy asked her, like, "Did you call the feds?" And I think she said this is a joke, but she was like, and everyone's been asking her that. Like, I saw she did press for the show, Entertainment Tonight. She said, "Of course not." But Andy said, "Did you contact the feds?" And Meredith said, "Well, I warned you guys not to mess with my family, but I do think she was kidding." Ooh, I don't think that she did. Me neither. Also, like, you're saying she's she has said that she didn't multiple times. Like, and I, I do believe she was joking. Yeah, but I'm sorry. Like, I fucking love Queen Meredith, and I, I've heard people say like, you know, Meredith is getting big head because like now everyone's obsessed with her. And I'm sorry, like she's entitled to the big head, and we love her. And you're completely right. Heather Gay is having a Leah McSweeney moment. Yeah, because I'm I'm starting to hate Heather, and for a while I thought there was no one in the world I would want to hang out with more. I don't think there was ever a housewife who had a better se- first season than Leah McSweeney. And a worse second season. Well, Heather Gay's about to give Leah a run for her money. That's what I'm thinking. Um, so that is our show. That was a TV recap. And I do believe that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Um, I didn't watch anything else. I finished Lula Row. Oh, yeah. What did you think? 
My thoughts. You guys couldn't handle my thoughts. No, you couldn't. I think you should say them. Um, I'll think about it. I just want you to know that it's probably my hottest take ever. No, and you know what? Like, with MLMs, like, people do not fuck around. Like, if you, like, even want to say one thing in defense of, like, the company, like, you're, you don't support other women. So, I just want to say before Jackie says, if she says, these are Jackie's thoughts, not mine. I just want to say, like, I FaceTimed you and told you my thoughts and you... No, I don't disagree with your thoughts because I do feel like the problem with MLMs is, like, there's no personal accountability. Yeah. It's just, like, the company made me do this, but you also showed up and did all that. Right, and also, like, you were saying so many of these companies are, like, a really big issue is how much inventory you have to buy at the outset. You can't get into it without spending $5,000 or $10,000, and it's, like... Well, then don't get into it. Like, it's not like you sign something and then you're you find, forced. And then you find out you have to spend all this money. It's like, in order to get into it, you have to spend all this money. So, like, that's the time to say no. No, I completely agree with you. And, like, that's... No, and there is no personal accountability. Especially with, like, I feel like in some of the um, testimonials we watched on the documentary, like, some of the women, like, really, you know, they kind of destroyed their own lives with getting carried away with stuff. And, like, my question is, like, when if you took out a credit card to buy that $5,000 inventory, like that one woman who, who got divorced everything. and everything. She was so sad. She was so sad. And it really felt like she it was so hard on herself because of it. Yeah. And so I'm not talking about her, but, like, if you took – but she took out a credit card, and then she started making bank from LuLaRoe. Bought herself two cars. Was the first thing she did not pay off those debts? I sure hope so. I don't know. It sounded like no. Yeah, she didn't say, so I have to assume. And then, like, she lost her cars and she lost her house because, like, she had all these debts. Mm -hmm. But she was making so much money. Right. No, I don't know. Like, and you shouldn't take out a credit card ever. You you shouldn't, you know, spend money that you don't don't have. have. Especially to to buy inventory to join an MLM. Like, no. Um, But if you do and, and you start making tens of thousands of dollars a month, you should pay that off you know I I think your sentiment that I I really agreed with at the end of the day is like of course MLMs are bad and their pyramid schemes are illegal for a reason but at the end of the day like it wasn't this thing where people you know were forced into saying uh, selling LuLaRoe like out of their own free will people decided to spend the money join and for a while it was really good and then it wasn't and I'm not talking about like of course, when they started selling faulty stuff and not refunding yeah, people, I'm not talking about that. There were some issues that, um, like, the the defective, the smelly, the this, the that, that you can't send back. No, that is bad business practice, not defending And they it. should be sued for that, and they were, and yes, people and hopefully got their money. Right, and they should have been refunding that from the outset. From the beginning. Yes, because that's really fucking disgusting. But when we talk about, like, the culture around LuLaRoe and how, like, all these, there's still people who sell LuLaRoe and all these, you know, former LuLaRoe girls are like, you're crazy, you're in a cult. Like, and this might be a very hot take, but I think you've said this before. Just because you make something into a cult doesn't make it a cult. Right. Just because you treat, you got sucked into something, like nobody was forcing you to do anything. Like you made it your entire life and now you're embarrassed. And so you want to turn around and take a shit on the whole thing and call it, you know, these crazy extreme terms doesn't make it those crazy extreme terms. Yeah. So that was like the one thing I didn't like about the documentary was like, I don't know how to say it. It's like, I don't really feel like for a while LuLaRoe was a bad thing. No. And they were mishandled, of course, because these two people, Mark and Deanne, don't know how to run a business, let alone a billion-dollar business. And there were also, there was those product issues that we discussed. There were definitely ethical things, like which we discussed retiring husbands and like just the sort of... The home woman, like, yeah, give everything to your husband. Right, but like these are grown women, as they said so many times on the show, college educated, you know, like they have families. Like they're, it's... 
and they they enter into something and you should be able to parse out you know this part piece i like this piece I don't. Yeah, so I just don't think it's fair to say that, like, because you got carried away and you're in this situation, like, and it's Mark and Deanne's fault. in something. Yeah, like, I don't know. I just didn't agree no, with No, and the- also that it's MLMs in general because MLMs are legal mm-hmm. and a lot of people really enjoy... I mean, I mean, every single... There's so there's millions of people involved in MLMs and, like, they're entering on their, their own, own accord. free will. Like, so there's obviously some merit to them, especially if you like the product. Now, you, the, you everyone keeps saying the issue is you shouldn't get paid for... You shouldn't have to pay to get started. And you well, shouldn't you have, have to, to buy the product if you want to sell it. And you shouldn't have to... Um, you really can't be making money based on how many people you bring into the company. That's what I was going to say, the second part. But having to buy the product in order to sell it, like, yeah. And you know what? If you want, the, the barrier to entry is kind of high, and that should actually push people away from doing it, you know? So the, the, the crazier it is, like, the more you'd be like, why the fuck would I do that? Yeah. So if you want to, if you really want to do it, fine. No, the second piece is, like, that you make money based on other people's purchases because, there's a difference between making money for recruiting someone to just bringing them in. Because when you work at a big corporation and you refer you someone a for a job, you get a big fat referral bonus. Mm-hmm. How is that? Is that a pyramid scheme? No. That's actually a very interesting point. So if you bring someone in to the MLM, they start selling, you should get a one-time, if, if that's how the business wants to, you get a one-time referral mm-hmm. bonus. That's a normal business practice. Yeah. You shouldn't be making money off of what their those sales have spent. That's They're, unethical. You're right. Right. So, but like, it does seem like there are ways to have an, like, there's a reason why. There's, there should be a way to have an ethical MLM. That's successful. That like, yes, the people who were early days, people, first employees at Google make way more. No, they're than, retired. They own islands in the south of France. Like, then the, the, you know, the 8,000th employee. Than the ten thousandth employee. No, I agree. And honestly, like, of course, at the there are like toxic things that go on in MLMs. But I just think like the documentary was just taking major. What's the phrase? When you take. Advantage. Not advantage, <laughs> but like thank you, but like. When you like say something that's like liberties. Yes. Oh my god, you're a queen. Like, I just think they were taking liberties in, like, the blame. Like, of course, the, the company was faulty. and But I think that, like, if you got to, like, such a bad place, like, it's not Mark and Deanne's. Not everything can be Mark and Deanne's <laughs> fault. Where's the personal accountability? Yes, and also, if there We is- are grown, educated women who, at, on our own volition, entered into this. Like, we are not robots. If there is something more nefarious about MLMs than what I'm understanding... I just watched a whole documentary that attempted to explain it to me. So why didn't it come through? That's on the documentary. If there's like more, no, but, but and I'm sure people message me, but no, but like LuLaRue was doing this. I'm like, then why wasn't that in the four part documentary that I fucking sat through on Amazon Prime, a company with very questionable business practices towards, their, towards their lower level employees. That's true. Sus. So that's Jackie's hot take on MLMs. Honestly, don't add us. Like, just let it go, okay? <laughs> Unless you agree with us. Um, that's our show, everyone. Hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us. The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you've still made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. You are now a part of the society season two and to let us know that you are a true toaster who listens to the end of the episodes drop an emoji on our most recent instagram how about the crown because we've talked a lot about royalty the crown downtown abbey give me a crown today have a great day everyone we'll see you tomorrow bye